Slayer.com presents Two Cents Worth, a podcast on B2B sales and entrepreneurship. The one podcast that's not afraid to discuss real sales strategies with real entrepreneurs that produce real results. Here's your host, James Harper. Welcome back to the Two Cents Worth podcast. I'm your host, James Harper. Listen, guys, I'm actually a little bit bummed that I missed last week's episode. Uh, Very unlike me, so I'm really excited to get back on track here this week. And I'm really excited to go over this week's topic. It's been big on my mind. It's came up in a lot of different conversations I've had with entrepreneurial friends, with salespeople, and just kind of my network across the board. And it's one that I think that we really need to evaluate on a more consistent basis on where we're at with this topic. And that topic is self-limiting beliefs. Now I get it. Before you start rolling your eyes and thinking, I don't want to hear another rah-rah talk about self-limiting beliefs, I want to talk about how self-limiting beliefs actually impact our sales, whether that's our sales pitch, our presentation, how we prospect, how we feel about clients, our self-limiting beliefs about money that really impacts everything. And this is a typical topic that maybe in the past I would have just um, not wanted to speak more about. Uh, But actually, the older I get and the bigger of deals that I sell and the more deals I sell, sell, Uh, the more I actually see specifically over the years how my own self-limiting beliefs have impacted uh, my pipeline. And I'm hoping by you hearing this, it allows you to start critically thinking about what some of your self-limiting beliefs might be and how um, it's really not just impacting pipelines, guys, how really it impacts our life. Uh, But for this episode, we're going to really focus this on how it impacts sales. Uh, our belief system crafts everything uh, we know and everything we do, um, and especially when it comes to sales. In sales, we talk money, we talk commitment, we talk long-term relationships, and we develop a sense of trust and credibility with people um, that you might not develop in other areas of business. It's a high-level transaction typically, especially in B2B sales. Um, So there's a lot of self-limiting beliefs that you might possess that you might not even be aware of um, that might be holding you back when it comes to engaging with your clients, speaking with your prospects, or maybe just running your business. I know as a business owner, trust me, self-limiting beliefs um, were a killer for me and in many ways still are. It's not like these self-limiting beliefs just go away. We got to acknowledge them, be aware of them. So I want to go over a few. Um, pertaining to sales, and um, let you know about five specifically that I see common, um, that have been common for myself, and that I know are common for others, and I want to make sure that these aren't holding you back from getting what you ultimately deserve. Self-limiting belief number one, you think it's too expensive, meaning the product, the service, whatever it is you're selling, you think it's too expensive. We need to get that self-limiting belief out of our head right now. Uh, This self-limiting belief held me back early on in business, and it held me back immensely. I was so hesitant to send a proposal with the price point of my services 
because I was afraid it was too expensive. At that time, guys, $500, no matter how you cut it in my life, whether it was business, personal, whatever, alone, was expensive to me. So when I was selling advertising services that were three, four, five, six times that price, it always felt like, oh, this is too expensive for me. Therefore, it's too expensive for my prospect. That's very, very rarely the case. We put our own self-limiting beliefs on our prospects, and we need to stop doing that. If I can't justify it personally from a value standpoint, I need to reevaluate what I'm selling. But the truth is, you should understand the value, whether you can afford what you're selling or not, is besides the point. Is the value there? And do you believe your prospect's qualified to buy? This is where we have to bring some logic into the equation. Um, you let the buyer decide if it's in their budget or not. Your goal is to portray value, not put a price point on their comfort level, not to craft their budget. Your goal is to portray the value, and then ultimately, you let them decide if that value is worth justifying the price. So self-limiting belief number one is just because you think it's too expensive doesn't mean it's too expensive to your prospect. Let's go ahead and just clear that up right off the bat. Number two, and this kind of goes in line with number one, your prospect can't afford it. This is one of the biggest like I, wild cards out there when it comes to like prospect guessing when you're trying to qualify, you're having conversations with people, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I just don't think they can afford it. I have been so surprised when I put this assumption out there at how wrong I've been. That means, what does that tell me? I've probably left hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue on the table because I assume I'm, and I've guessed wrong. It's just that simple. Just because I don't think they can afford it doesn't mean that they actually can't. And again, if we are being the best version of ourselves and we are being great salespeople, like I know we are, we should be portraying the value to where price and budget really only becomes an issue if it's absolutely um, outside of question or very unrealistic. If we are um, talking to the right people, we're portraying the value, um, we can position um, ourselves in a solution-based sense to where it just makes sense uh, and it aligns with their goals. It's going to help them achieve something that they're currently wanting to achieve. Guess what? Odds are, if they really want it, they're going to find a way to afford it. It's just that simple, guys. But self-limiting belief number two kind of goes along with number one is um, stop labeling our prospects and putting our self-limiting money beliefs on them. You know, like, like the first one. We think what we're selling is too expensive. Well, good thing is, we're not here to decide if it is too expensive. And number two, stop judging a book by its cover. Stop putting prospect assumptions out there of they can't afford it. When you guess, you're ultimately going to lose, especially in sales. The third one's interesting to me. The third self-limiting belief I, I know is true for a lot of salespeople out there, a lot of companies out there, and definitely a lot of um, SMBs, smaller businesses just seem to key in on this. Um, it's been one that's really never been a big um, thing in my life, but I know it's definitely a thing, which is why we're talking about it. And it's competition is better than me. Guys, get this out of your mind right now, 
today. Your competition is not better than you. Your competition is different than you. And if we're just speaking candidly here, you should believe that you are better than your competition. And if you don't believe that, no one else will. But I see so many SMBs, I see so many young salespeople hone in on what's my competition doing? What my competition does this, therefore I got to do that. That's not true. We need to stop obsessing over what our competition does. I mean, at the end of the day, if we're selling a high product or a high service, I'm going to be honest with you guys. People buy from people. People rarely buy from companies. Now, yeah, you're right. I don't care about the salesperson I deal with at the Apple store. I'm buying an Apple product. That's a company that I'm buying because of the brand, because of the company. But when it comes to, let's say, uh, my sprinkler system, um, which is actually a very real and current issue that I'm dealing with right now, um, I've had multiple sprinkler quotes, and price isn't really a question for me. I'm going with my homeboy, Luciano, because he's explained a process. He explained, he kind of mapped out a plan for me. Um, I didn't care what the price was by the time I was done speaking with him because I just trusted he knew what he was doing. I don't even know his company's name. Guys, people buy from people. Very rarely do we actually buy from companies. Therefore, we need to stop focusing on our competition. Focus on you. Be the best iteration. Be the best version of yourself. And that's ultimately going to win. No one really cares about what your competition's doing. When you put your pricing versus your competition, that's never really moved the needle as a buyer in my book. So I doubt it's moved the needle for a, um, a buyer in someone else's book. So it's good to know what your competition does. It's not good. Oh, I'm getting a phone call here. It's not good to obsess at what they do. We just need to let that go completely. Self-limiting belief number four. People buy with logic, therefore sell with logic. I love the self-limiting belief. I used to think, hey, I got I to gotta present very analytical. I got to create a good presentation with the facts, with the data, with all of this stuff. People are logical. Therefore, this is a logical product. It just makes sense why someone would buy it. So therefore, we have to present and sell with logic. It's absolutely false. The truth is, and I'm going, I feel like I keep saying the truth is, but this is just the truth. People buy with emotion. 100% of people, 100% of the time, buy with emotion. Again, going back to my sprinkler guy iteration or example, um, I'm buying from this guy Luciano because he really made me feel that I can trust him, that he knows what he's doing. Now, we're fixing to find out to see if he knows what he's doing or not, but I'm, I'm happily buying from him. And as of now, I'm excited for it. People buy from people, guys. So therefore, we need to, yes, put logic in the equation. I'm not saying don't sell with logic, but you really have to focus, especially early on, building a relationship and finding out what actually matters to people. And when you figure out what actually matters to people, you find out it actually has logically nothing to do with why this product might help them. Um, I, I love giving this example. Uh, years ago, I consulted for an energy analytic company, really helped them with their marketing sales funnel. Um, we used to sell to uh, like risk managers and data scientists and people of this sort. Long story short, what really managed or what really mattered to these people managing energy analytics? It wasn't the numbers. It wasn't the efficiency of the software. 
It wasn't any of that. What really mattered was, hey, will this software allow me to take longer lunches and go home early? That's what mattered. It was seriously that simple. If this software allows me to get out of spreadsheets, take a longer lunch, and go home early, then I will consider buying it. It wasn't, oh, this formula does more and allows you to get more insight into your energy analytics. No. They, what did they really care about? And we didn't find that out until actually investing in the relationship and understanding the people that we're speaking with. People don't often buy with logic. They buy with emotion. So therefore, we have to sell with emotion. Always sell with emotion. Now, you got to present logic, absolutely, because it has to be logical. But at the end of the day, people want to feel good about what they're buying. Number five, last but not least, this is my favorite one. And actually, if I'm being honest, I've broken this one many of times. You should offer discounts. People feel like they can portray more value when they offer discounts. No, actually, you shouldn't. Unless you genuinely, genuinely want to offer a discount to a prospect for whatever reason, because you think it will help them, it'll um, end up uh, prolonging the relationship, whatever the case may be, that's a different story. But you shouldn't feel like you have to offer discounts, because the truth is, you don't have to. Again, if we position ourselves of value, we position ourselves um, as likable, and we have a solution, and we have good rapport with our prospect, the truth is, let's not assume their budget. Let's not go back to thinking that we, our product, our service is too expensive. Let's not offer the discount just to get someone to say yes. We want people to be fully on board and we want a true commitment. We want what we call a true yes. You attract people you don't want to and you lose on profit all the time when you offer discounts. And that's what happens. Uh, when we play the, the race to the bottom game, you're going to get the wrong clients in the door. You're going to have shorter or uh, lesser profit margins. And just don't use this as a consistent sales tactic. Um, are there ways that you can position discount offering to maybe grab some engagement, get some extra attention? Yes, but I really believe that you should stay away from the discount game unless you genuinely want to offer a discount. Guys, self-limiting beliefs is a very real thing. Uh, they limit us in everyday life, um, but they definitely limit us in sales. And my, I'm encouraging you today to ask yourself, what's one self-limiting belief? Maybe it's something that we spoke about here today that you might possess that actually creeps up into your sales process. If you actually ask yourself this question and you start realizing this question, you are going to find one self-limiting belief at least one. Uh, for me, I can probably find three to four, probably maybe even five if I searched hard enough, self-limiting beliefs that creep up into my sales process, my presentation, my pitches, my dialogue with prospects on an ongoing basis. We need to really, one, figure out why we have these self-limiting beliefs, ask ourselves what's true, what's not true, and how we can get rid of these beliefs and for sure get rid of these self-limiting beliefs in our sales process. Guys, if you enjoyed what you heard, please tell a friend to tell a friend. Send this episode to a colleague that needs to hear us. If you feel so inclined, and I'm always so grateful for the eight full people that have done this, 
uh, give us a, a nice review on iTunes. We love it. We love this podcast. It's been one of the best things I've ever done. I get to speak to you guys directly. I learned so much from um, our, our niche little audience in the B2B sales world here. So definitely um, um, continue to stick around and, and like and rate our podcast and share our podcast um, if you liked what you heard here today. As always, you can find me at agencyflare.com, dayporter.com, which is my new current business venture, or connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, which is James Harper. Look forward to speaking with you guys soon. Thanks.